I want to remind you that Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if life is heavy right now, I want you to know one thing for sure. You didn't get it from him. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And I just hear some this morning on the inside of me that someone here, maybe a lot of people, but there's someone here that, that uh, you remember when Jesus' disciples was out on the boat and he came walking on the water? And they were terrified and thought it was a ghost. I think I always wondered why they thought it was a ghost. It's like, have they been seeing them? But it was very uncommon, right? But Jesus was uncommon too, wasn't he? He spoke to the storm. A man, yes, the son of God. Deity, yes, but all God, all man, spoke to a storm, and the storm obeyed him. And I want to tell you, there might be a, a great storm in your life right now. It may, it may be in your family. It may be with, in, with, with, with your relationships. It may be with your kids. maybe in your finances. maybe one in your body. Maybe a lot of things. But I hear by the Holy Ghost to say this to you. Though the storm may be great, though the walls may feel like they're closing in, it may seem like there's not an answer for you. I know you've cried. He knows you've prayed. He knows you cried out. But he wants me to tell you he's heard your prayer. And so today, to that storm, I speak in the name of Jesus, a great calm. Jesus right now, in Jesus' name. I command that storm to cease and desist. I cancel your assignment against this family in Jesus' name, against this individual right now. Go in Jesus' name. The Bible says if we submit ourselves to God and to his word and resist the devil, he will flee from you. One translation said he will run from you as one who's been terrorized. Amen. Y'all get excited about that. He'll run from you as one who's been terrorized. You know what that means? That means you're a terrorist. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you're on the FBI's watch list, but, but, but you are a terrorist yourself. Amen. You may be seated. So good to have you all this morning. Let's give our visitors a great big hand clap again. Amen. Good to have each one of you here this morning. Brother Bo is here this morning, and Brother Jerry Fox here. These are both bishops, you know, you know, their ministries around the world. So glad to see them uh, this morning and be here, part of the service. And, uh, and Caleb and uh, his beautiful family, Miss Christine, oh, she's here. And they got, a, they got a beautiful little boy in the nursery. Praise the Lord. We're so happy for y'all. And uh, God was good to, when you're home, uh, Caleb is a Marine. So I feel safer than that. It's, I, I knew something happened right before the service. I said, I just feel safer. And I looked up and said, oh, there's the Marine. Praise the Lord. And uh, so we thank you. Uh, we, just, we just love you and your family, and we thank you for your service to our country. Good to have Miss Heather here this morning. She's visiting with us and, and her beautiful daughter. Glad that you're here with us this morning. If you don't, I always say if you don't have a home church, come by. Don't come by just once. You ever had an off day? Anyone ever had an off day? Well, Pastor may have an off day too a little bit, but, but I'll tell you one thing. If you're looking for a perfect church, you didn't find it. <laughs> also, good luck <laughs> if you believe in luck. But I know one thing. That we're going to like you and love you so many ways. You've got to like one of them. <laughs> You'll have to like one of them. So <clears throat> I'm not uh, ministering today, and uh, I'm not singing either. That's good news, right? 
Oh, well, I, I am kind of saying because today, today is a very special day, other than my good friend, uh, Evangelist Missionary C's here with us, Ronald C, but it's also his birthday. Yeah, it's his birthday. So I won't tell you how old he is, but he's older than me. I will tell you that part. And it's Miss Grace's birthday, too. They, they, they share the same day, their birthday. So uh, someone who can sing, help me right now. So we're going to sing happy birthday before he comes at ready. 28 years ago this month, I met this man. I met him in the month of May. And I remember that because I went full-time in the ministry June of 1996, and I met him in May of 1996. So that's, that'll be our, our 28th year together. We were in the same city. We were in Clanton at the time, but neither one of us knew we was there. And we both had been studying, you know, materials from a certain ministry. And God had a way of drawing us together. It, it was so supernatural how we came together. I've never met anyone that way before or since. I was uh, working in a home business, and I was working out my notice just to go full-time in the ministry. And, and we were doing floor covering. And that morning, a, a gentleman called and said, I work third shift. My wife wants some new kitchen flooring. Could you come out there and give me an estimate? I said, I'm on my way. And I went the wrong way. I don't even know why I went that way. And I was thinking, what did I come down through all the, you know, the middle of Clanton floors instead of going around the outskirts? And then when I got to his building before I got there, I remembered that, that the ministry that we both were involved in in Birmingham, she said, there's a man who uh, preaches just like you do, preaches the same word you do, lives in Clanton. I said, no, there ain't, there's no way. No, uh, there, there ain't no one crazy as me. <laughs> she said, yes, there is. She says, and you ought to meet him. He's the nicest guy. I said, I said well, I'm, you, you might have meant clearer. She said, no, I know what I said. She said, I meant Clanton. Well, that, that was a setup. So that Sunday, that, 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 well, it wasn't Sunday. It was midday week. I, I was coming over some, the railroad tracks, and here was a man taking letters off a sign. Yep. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, stop, stop. And I thought, I thought, why would I do that? You know, why, why would I stop here? And, uh, and I got a man waiting on me. You know, he's ready to get his estimate and go to bed. He worked all night. And then the, I heard stop, and I got even with the, with the business, and I didn't. Then the third time, I'm just telling you about my disobedience. But <clears throat> I know y'all never missed it anywhere. But anyway... <laughs> The third time I heard stop and I heard it, I thought someone was in the car with me, but I felt almost like my mother had told me three times. Well, my mother didn't tell me three times. Uh, twice was your funeral. But anyway, the third time I heard stop, I mean, every hair on me just stood up and I, I looked in the rearview mirror and I, I was a little, driving that little Toyota Corolla and I, I stopped. And he was still out there and I backed up and I pulled in there, felt like a fool. And I thought, what, what am I going to tell him? And within 15, 20 minutes, we were having fellowship. And uh, the Lord gave me some instructions, uh, you know, what to, what to do. And uh, uh, was to, to carpet his church uh, while I was working out my notice. And uh, that carpet is coming gone. And he's no longer in that building. But the relationship goes on and on and on. All of our kids was about this size when we met. Amen. I, he may have two more. I don't know about, but anyway, I, I, I don't want to make that. I don't want to make that public. <clears throat> That's bad. <laughs> he has a lot of kids in Peru. He has a lots and lots of kids in Peru. Amen. So he's going to come this morning and going to minister the word. We're we're so glad he's here. We've been 
like I said, we've been together 28 years. Uh, I love this man dearly. Uh, I love what he does, but I love him. He's my good friend. So if you mess with him, I'm coming. I'm coming for you. I don't want you messing with him. I want you to treat him right. I want you to treat him with love you always have. Uh, to those who know him before he before he was really doing missionary work, he was helping uh, Matt Gober when Matt was still alive down at Caneland. He was he was director down there for a number of years. And guys who would come from all over the world who their life was a mess. Substance abuse of all kinds. Some had taken other people's lives and sometimes they was either court appointed or they or they came on their own. They were des- desperately seeking help. And he lived there with those guys as, as a, the director and, and taught those guys. And he didn't tell them to call him this, but because of who he is, the kind of person he is, they gave him a name while he was at Caneland. His last name is C. For those of you who still don't know how to pronounce it, it's S-C-A-Y, but it's, it's not say A. It's, right? It's C. Everybody say that with me. Say C. Someone asked me, this, how's Ronald say? I said, I don't know. No, and I don't even know him. <laughs> I thought, by now you should learn. C, just C, S-E-A-Y, C. And so they, they gave him a name, and they called him the C of love because their life was destroyed, and they didn't know if there was any way, any way for God to restore their life and their home and their family or and this was one of the men that God put in their lives who spoke a word in due season and taught them and trained them and, and, and really pe- teaching is so important but beyond teaching but you know like T.L. Osmond, Osmond said before you you're, before you're a teacher you ought, you ought to be a reacher in other words you ought to be a toucher and really no one cares, almost no one really cares how much you know until they know how much you what, how much you care. So to go into the mountain of Cusco, to go thousands of feet in the air, I, I felt so foolish one day. They come back and brought me some pictures, and, and I, I don't know why. I just didn't compute it. And uh, y'all can laugh at me. It'd be okay because <clears throat> I laugh at y'all sometimes when y'all aren't here. But anyway, uh, they were showing me some pictures of one of the trips years ago, and I thought, man, what, what happened when y'all was up there? Y'all must have had some kind of meeting. And I said, the glory has filled this village. And I think um, Brother Matt said, no, well, that wasn't the glory. He said, that's actually the clouds were walking through. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I have, how, many, how many of you have been in aircraft before you've flown? Most of you have, right? How many of you ever flown through the clouds? But how many ever walked through one? <laughs> so, so see, I, I wasn't thinking that. I know Brother Boaz. <laughs> and so, uh, so I, I, it just didn't compete for me to think. Like, I, I was thinking the glory of God. It was so, you know, it was just like it descended upon this mountain. But that wasn't what it was at all. It wasn't, it wasn't the glory was there so thick. Is that they were actually walking in and through the clouds to bring hope, to bring help, and to be a blessing. Now, I've said this before, and we'll receive an offering at the end. There's a lot of great ministries going on, and uh, God's doing so many works across the earth. We have to get involved because time's running out. Time's your most precious commodity. It's not money. It's not anything. Time, you can't, get, you can't buy back yesterday's time. 
So the Bible says that we need to redeem the time and make the most of the time and understand the time that we're in. So time is your most precious commodity that you have. And so, we're, so we are partnering and have been partnering together with his ministry for a number of years. Uh, but um, see, I've never preached where you've preached. I'm, I'm more, I've been more of a sender than I have been a, I have been a goer. But the good news is the Bible says we get the same reward. I mean, it looked like it ought to be about 70, 30. You know, Lord, I said, you know, 70% to the goer. But, but he gives us the same reward. But, here, but here's the deal. I've never preached at the place where he's preached. Anyway, I've ministered to people in America that, that has heard of Jesus. Sometimes when you're in these countries like this, uh, you go to a place where these people have never come off this mountain in their life. And they don't really know that much about the world around them. And they're bringing all these supplies that are so desperate where it's going to be so cold that actually their families and children have actually died in the cold weather because they didn't have enough supplies to bring them. Okay? But I, so they're, they're wanting to know, who are you that you would bring us this kind of help? And they say, and they say now th to me this is just like, I, I know that we're 6% we're of, the, of the population of the world. And, uh, I mean, we're known as a, you know, a superpower, kind of, almost. But to never have heard of America. So they said, where, where did you come from? They said, we came from America. They said, what's that? They said, have you, well, have you heard of Jesus? Have you received Jesus? And they say, some of them say, who is that? Now, see, now, I, I never preached at that point. You know, I, I just said, you know, Jesus said, but I've never had, I've never, personally, I've never went to a place of telling you about Jesus that you've never heard of. Can you imagine the awesomeness of what that must be like? To tell someone the, the story of a God who created the world that so loved the world that he had a son and for this purpose. What a, what a beautiful honor. Well, they get to go do that, but we get to go help them go do that. So I, I, I want to say thank you to everyone in this room who's been a sender and sins. But I want to give a great big thank you to those of you who are going. Because it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, I know you love going. I know there's a grace to go. Uh, but, it, you know, it, it's also, there's a cost to you to go. It's not that it's easy. It's not easy. Um, and so, uh, Bo, thank you. Uh, and, and he has his own ministry. You need to check uh, his ministry out uh, of what he's doing. And, and, and I know you're, you're working together half for years. But uh, thank you for going. Uh, and Pastor Matt, thank you for going. Uh, all of you have gone. Dennis, I know you, you've gone. So you, you know, you've seen what I'm only talking about. I have no idea. Uh, but, you, but you've been there. Uh, Brother Jerry, thank you for, for being uh, such a tremendous blessing uh, to these men's lives and to be a sender. You see, heaven's going to figure all this out. One day you're going to stand in front of the beam seat, the reward seat, which you might think is very insignificant. I remember the picture of the little girl when you ran out of blankets years ago and, and they closed the gate because there was no more supplies. You, you ran out. And you got word the next morning that some of those kids froze to death in 30 degrees because you didn't have a $8 blanket. The next day when I went through Jack's up here and I got a combo and I thought, 
I ordered equivalent to what could have saved her life with $8. That'll do something to you on the inside if you have any love of God for people. Huh? So we want to, be, we want to listen and, and hear what he has to say this morning, but we also want to have, as you always have, have a, a heart of compassion for people who don't have what we have. We are a blessed people. I, I know you have problems. Look, we all have a testimony. But I'm going to tell you this, your problem's not going to stay. Your problems come and go, but the Lord remains. Whatever your problem is today, Jesus is your answer. Amen. So I, I, I just, I don't know what it is. There, there's some people here that you, you just have some needs. I don't, know, I don't know what they are. I don't have to know what they are, but on the inside, I, I know that you have some issues. And I'm just telling you right now, in Jesus' name, I take authority over that. I have the right to do that. Now, if you want to get up and leave because you don't like me taking authority of it, this is your time to go. But I love you going out the door. But in Jesus' name, I take authority over that problem in your life. Are, are we on live? Are we live on YouTube and Facebook? Maybe someone out there. Whatever it is going on in your life, we take authority over that situation. You know, demons get involved. They're not your friends. And we're not here to talk about the devil. Well, we can. We'll just call him what he is. Defeated. Defeated. Under your foot. Under your foot. So we take authority over that situation. No matter what's going on in your life right now, in Jesus' name, I command him to go and desist. We cancel his assignment in Jesus' name against you, against your family, against your health, against your finances. In Jesus' name, be healed, be whole, be restored in Jesus' name. I don't even know who it is, but real quickly before, before the service begins, uh, someone, I, don't, I would assume you're not here, but someone watching or will be watching, you have just got word this week, I hear by the Spirit of God, that you have lung cancer. And they're going to begin to try to treat that to help you. Well, that's fine. Go get the help. But right now, in Jesus' name, I, I, I hear it, it, it's a woman in the name of Jesus. And I don't know who you are, but your name's Rebecca. I don't usually get it that way, but your name's Rebecca in Jesus' name. And I, I don't know what your nickname is, but your friends don't call you Rebecca. They call you Becky or Beck or whatever they call you. But you, but you know I'm talking to you in Jesus' name. You got that report right, in, in right now in Jesus' name to where you are in the world right now. In Jesus' name, I curse that cancer in your body. And I command it to go in Jesus' name. Be removed. Every cancer cell be removed. Be whole right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give God all the praise and the honor. Be restored, be strengthened in Jesus' name. Fear, go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, can I ask you to stand up one more time, put your hands together, and bring up good friend, Mr. Evangelist, Ronald C. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah to God. Heavenly Father, we just thank you right now. We thank you for the, the connection that we have with this ministry. We thank you for being a part of this family. We thank you for the love that's in this room. We thank you for people that care. We thank you. With most of all, we, we thank you for your blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood that, the blood that washes us white as snow, 
the blood that cleanses us, the blood that redeems us, the blood that covers and protects us, the blood that freed and sealed us forever. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. I plead the blood over this congregation right now, this ministry, and I decree and declare nothing but blessings upon each and every person that's under the sound of my voice. Holy Spirit, have your way. Use us to your glory. And we will be cautious to give your name all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, listening to Pastor West talk, 28 years of friendship, all kind of stuff just goes through your mind and the memories. Uh, you have to be careful not to get on that rabbit trail because we got some stories to tell. Amen. And um, I just thank God. We got some things. I, I won't. I want to make sure that I don't miss nothing today. God did so much last year. Uh, I, I just, you know, there are some people in your life, God to put in your life. It just mean more to, to you to share it with that certain person. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That person has always been uh, Pastor Eric West. That always when something um, dramatic had happened in my life or God did something that, that was some kind of breakthrough. The first person I want to share it with, it was always was, was him. And, um, and, and I've shared what I'm going to tell you with different, many people what I'm going to talk to you about today, but man, I just couldn't wait to get here. Because I want to share what God did last year with you all and also my friend, <laughs> Pastor West, uh, because you guys did, you sent us there, and we couldn't do what we did without your support. And we just thank God for you. But first, I want to say this. God moved. He began to move in our life uh, before the, the trip started. And he started moving. This is the first time I've seen him move this way. Seems like I need to move back this way a little bit. But um, he, um, he began to move before the trip. And then he, began, he moved modulately during the trip. And he moved after the trip was over. <laughs> and I want to kind of share that with you. Uh, the, um, I want you to show that first picture. I want you to bring that first picture. No, it's the wrong one. <laughs> wrong one. <laughs> uh, this couple here, we was invited. To, they was part of my team last year. They was, uh, we was all uh, invited to a certain church at this particular church here called Refuge. And I got a good friend there. His name it's Bo. You know, he can't be too bad. He got his, his name is Bo. <laughs> but um, uh, he invited us and he asked 
not, not my whole team, but a portion of my team, because not everybody could come, to share from your heart why you want to go on this, this trip with Pastor C. What is your purpose? And this, you know, this girl, this lady here, and I can't, I'm not, not going to have time to show you the videos. That's why I'm going to try to explain what happened. She went through so much. She had to fight through a lot of stuff to say yes. I mean, a lot of fears, a lot of this and a lot of that. And she finally said yes to the Lord. But she began to share with us that her and her husband has been, uh, has been trying to have a baby for the last three and a half years. And a year ago, they had a, she had a miscarriage and she couldn't talk about it without crying. And she just couldn't have no, no children. And um, I got up and God gave me a word for her. And the Lord told me to, to, to tell her that because, and I got all this on video, but I just don't have time because I got a lot I want to share with you. But I, but I got up and you will see me. God, God gave me a word. And the Lord told me to tell her and him because of their obedience. They fought through a lot of stuff to say yes. And because of their obedience, uh, when they return home, God was going to bless them with a child. <laughs> she couldn't talk about it without crying. I mean, because they just couldn't. It meant more to them to have a baby than, than to get a million dollars. It just meant so much to them. Well, not long after we got back home, uh, they sent me this, this photo. Go ahead and show it now. Look at the smiles on their faces. The Lord worked a miracle. Amen. Ain't God, ain't God the Lord wonderful? And also... Before we was getting ready to go, um, I was at this certain church, and this pastor had no idea what I was about to do, what the Lord had placed on my heart, and, and, and he gave me a word. The Lord uh, moved upon this guy, this pastor, and he, he gave me a word. I want you to listen to what he said. Okay, I think it's, it's the next one. Brother C, did I see you here? There he is. The Lord would say unto you, in the next 30 days, a window of opportunity is going to come your way. And I'm about to rot the very foundation of your ministry, says the Lord. So be quick to obey. I'll make it plain. I'll make it simple. But things are about to take place that you, my friend, didn't even dream of, says the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Now, stop it right there. Um, sometime when the Lord speaks, you have to, you, you know, you don't always, it don't always feel, you can't, it's not no... You don't, sometimes it's just a word, like you're just talking, and you don't feel nothing, it's just, it's just a word. And sometimes you can think it's just an, another word. But it's amazing when God speaks, something is going to happen. <laughs> See, he didn't know that I was, that the Lord had dealt with me, it's time for this ministry 
this mission to move to another level. He did not know this. And the Lord placed it on my heart to go look for land because we, he told me to, that we were going to, I've been talking to y'all about this warehouse for years. And uh, the Lord said, be ready, be prepared because there, you're going to run up on somebody that's going to ask you some specific questions and you need answers. Uh, well, where is it at? How much it costs? And you need to be ready for that. And, uh, and you need to be set up uh, legally and everything just right. So I did that. And I want you to, I want you to see, the, when me and Bo went the last trip, I want you to see what happened. Do you know where it started? Go ahead. This, this right here is on the corner of the main road, which has water and sewer, okay. which is very important. Right. And we're building a facility that's going to have a lot of missionaries coming with us. Okay, now how much, how much space we got? This is 449 meters, which is right around 5,000 square feet. Good deal. That's about right. Okay. And we have several different lots that are attached to that one, and they all seem to be similar in size. Okay. Yeah, they are. They're all the same size. 245 meter. Oh, $225 uh, meal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, $225,000. Okay. Dollars. Dollars. Okay. Hey, everybody, back home. This is Bo. We're in the uh, mountainside on the backside of Urabamba. This is our great friend, Marco. He used to be the mayor of Urabamba, and he has came on uh, a mission trip with us in the past. So we started looking for land, and he actually has some. This beautiful piece of property right here is right at about 450 meters and that is about what we've been looking for it's right by the main road it has access to running water coming out of the mountains on both sides we also have access to power we have access to sewer and water so all the amenities that we need to build us a warehouse and a ministry building are right here on this piece of property many believers do we have in the house? Amen. We, well, the purpose, you can go ahead and, and there you go. The purpose for uh, all of this is to do more. Uh, we believe in, we believe in for, uh, set our own vehicles and we'll be going out simultaneously. We'll be training people from all over the country to do what we're doing. Uh, we see vehicles going out simultaneously at the same time. That's what I told my team last year when we, I, every time we finish a meeting, we, we all get together, we set a date and we come in and we all talk about the trip. What was the highlight of the trip for you? And everybody are different. What, what, what was the highlight for one was different from yeah. the highlight for the other. And that's, that's what makes it so interesting. And the Lord told me to talk to the, to the whole group and, and it's kind of interesting 
they was wondering too. Uh, I did something last year I'd never done before. I turned um, Matt, Pastor Matt, a loose, and I let him handle the whole thing. And I just stand back and watched him. And then we had some people was wondering, are you okay, C? <laughs> I said, yes, I'm okay. And Matt did an amazing job. And I told the people, every time I tell my team, I asked my team when we all get together and went with me, I said, I said, didn't Matt, didn't Matt not do a wonderful job? Everybody started clapping, everybody, he did an amazing job. Well, the thing of it is, I told my team, I said, everything is fine. I said, but this ministry is about to explode. And, uh, and we're going to need leaders. And, uh, and I, I've never said this before. I said, I saw, v, I see vehicles going out simultaneously. And Matt got his own group and another person got their own group. And, then, and I got my own group. We're going different directions and we're covering more ground at the same time. And uh, lo and behold, that's going to happen this year. So uh, uh, I don't know. I hadn't really got told the details to Matt, but uh, we got they wanted uh, they want us. My the pastors over there, me and Bo had a meeting with with some of the pastors over there. And they said they said uh, we have they provided they set up more villages this year than they ever have by far. And they said, we don't believe we're going to be able to to cover all of them. And we didn't have the answers right away. But I went home when it was quiet and the Lord said, did I not? It wasn't me that was talking. <laughs> it was the Holy Ghost that was talking. Did I not tell you that you would break up into groups and you would go out simultaneously and you can cover more ground? And I thought about it and I said, Lord, you said that. And he said, you can, you can do more that way and you can get more done and you can do it faster and quicker and easier. I, and, and when we called them, I called the, my, the pastors back and I told them, they said, we can, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> but see, we were, they was thinking the way we always been doing it, you know, and I said, we got to stop thinking like that. It's time to think increase. Come on now. It's time to think increase. And so that's what, so now we're going to be able, Matt going to have his own group, his own team, and I'm going to have my team. We're going to go out simultaneously, different places, and we're going to cover, we're planning to cover at least 16 villages, which is far more than we have ever done at one time. And, you know, and so uh, we have also last year was the largest group we ever taken over there. This year is the largest group we ever taken by far. We beat last year by far. <laughs> Increase. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me share something with you real quick. Um, first of all, let me read this scripture here. And um, in, in, uh, Hebrews 10, 23, I want to read the scripture it says, let us hold fast. The profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. I want to talk about holding fast to your confession of faith. Um, last year, 
I made a, a bold confession. I made a bold confession before we went out. I said, this will be the easiest. Now, I was actually basing it on the scripture you quoted earlier. My yoke is easy. My burdens are light. Based on that scripture, I made a, uh, I made a bold confession that this will be the easiest, most successful, less stressful, most prosperous trip we have ever experienced in all our entire life. And, uh, and when I said that, um, the enemy challenged it. <laughs> so there was a guy, there was a guy in, our, in I hate to say it, it's in our church. I hate to say it like that. <laughs> he, he, he began, to, he asked me and I found out he had been asking the other people in the church as well. The question he asked was, uh, are you sure you want to make this trip? Have you heard? Have you seen the news? <laughs> Have you heard about what's going on in Peru? And it, and it began to create fear into my, my team. And in case a lot of you may not have known that Peru had the highest death rate of COVID than any other place in the world. Uh, one of the things were due to the, the oxygen, an oxygen bottling plant uh, broke down and they didn't have any oxygen and people was dying and it would mean there was, they, they, there was no help for it. And a whole lot of stuff happened, but, but I, wasn't, I wasn't even, it didn't even phase me. I, I already made a, and then I already had made my confessions, and the enemy is trying to get me to, to change it. <laughs> so, um, so I thought about this. I thought about the story first. I thought about the story of in the fifth chapter of Mark, where Jairus met Jesus, and he and he said, "My daughter is at the point of death." Uh, would you come and pray for her? And, she, and he said, if you lay your hands on and pray for her, she shall live. You know the story. On his way, as he was on his way, uh, the lady with the issue of blood came. And you know he, uh, the story, how she touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus stopped and said, who touched me? The disciples didn't understand it. They said, they're all around you, Jesus. They're thrown at you. And you asked, who touched me? And then he looked to see who said, and he looked and he saw her. And, he, and she said, uh, the, the, the lady came up and, and the Bible said, do you remember what he said about this lady? He said that she told, she told, she told it all. Now, also, you want to think about it. Now, this is a woman. <laughs> and the scripture said it like this. She told it all. <laughs> In other words, you're going to be here for a while. <laughs> and so, so while the woman was talking, here's somebody from the Yaris house said, you, you, you can just, you don't need to trouble the master no longer. This woman took up all the time and, and your daughter is dead. Yeah. 
Okay. As soon as Jesus saw that, Jesus said, be not afraid. Only believe. Now think about it. He has already made a faith confession. If you lay your hands on her, that's she and pray for it. She shall live. He got Jesus almost to the house. He can see the house now. Now, a, 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 a negative report has come. Fear has set in. And the enemy is trying to take his confession, trying to get him to change. That's what the enemy was trying to do Uh with me. And I attacked that fear. But then I was at another place. I was in another meeting and a gentleman came up. They called him the prophet. And I never seen this before, but he came to me weeping. And crying. I mean, this was one of those service pastors. They were running to the altar, man. Everybody was just, it was one of those kind of powerful meetings. And this guy came out of the crowd weeping. See, I'm sorry to tell you, this going to be the, the most stressful trip you have ever had in your entire life. I'm so sorry to tell you. And usually he'd be on target too, boy. <laughs> and uh, that 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 kind of nicked me a little bit. <laughs> so I went home. I found myself looking out the window. I said, I don't receive that. <laughs> Me, me and Jerry was together last year, that year. We was together last year. We was going down the road. And Jerry said, I'm calling his name because he was with me. He's here today. Jerry said, what did he say? I said, I ain't going to repeat what the devil said. <laughs> I'm holding fast to the confession of my faith, and I'm not going to let it go. Hallelujah to God. <laughs> when I get back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my point is this. This is I, I hope I help somebody today. I hope I help somebody today. Okay, I want you to show that first picture that's on that video, and I want you to pause it. I want you to see something. Do you see the price of the of the tickets? Do you not know how much we charge, how much it costs to go on one of these trips? What we we usually charge our our team, we usually charge three thousand dollars to go on the trip. That usually covers everything they need. The tickets last year was more. <laughs> than the cost of the whole trip. Hallelujah to God. Now I begin to feel the weight of my team. This is the thing that a lot of people don't talk about when you're a leader and you are responsible. 
Everything is fine as long as everything going right. When you a leader, oh, you are in the spotlight. You are the man. Well, let something go wrong. <laughs> it ain't the same. It ain't the same kind of party. <laughs> so, 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 Pastor, so my bishop, after I explained it, after I received everybody's money. Now, listen to this. At this point, I, I, I received everybody's money. At this point, I couldn't ask my team to give any more money. You have no idea how much they struggled just to raise $3,000. You're listening to me. I knew I couldn't ask them for any more money. And my bishop said, do you want me to help you raise more money? I got this bag up here for a reason. I said, no, now all the monies, I had put their monies in this bag. I had put the monies in this bag, this bag right here. This bag I got from, Bo gave me this bag some years ago. And uh, man, it's still with me. So this is what I did, the money's in the, ball, in the bag. Okay, so this is what I did. I had just started studying about the power that's in the blood of Jesus. And this is what the Lord showed me, that everything, and first of all, this is, you know this is a spiritual attack, right? Trying to get me to let go of my confession. I said this would be the easiest, most successful, less stressful. <laughs> so, so I got the bag. I just had been studying about, about the power that's in the blood of Jesus. And every good thing that ever happened to us is connected to the blood of Jesus. A lot of people don't know that. that there's something significant about the power of the blood of Jesus that the church hadn't fully recognized yet. Now, don't y'all listen to me real good. In the Old Testament, the, the instruction came from God when the deaf angel came, he took, before he came, to anoint your, your door, the door frame, both sides and on top. He said, when the deaf angel come, when he see the blood, what he's going to do, he's going to pass over. But what a lot of people don't realize that when that deaf angel saw the blood, he had to not only pass over that their life, he also had to pass over their finances. He also had to pass over. Oh, oh, he had to. He also had to pass over their health. Come on, somebody. You see, this is the thing. It says that when when God brought them out of slavery. He brought them out with silver and gold. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a slavery coming out of bondage with silver and gold? Yeah. It was all connected to the blood. And it says in the 40 years that he that, that he led them through the wilderness, not one person was feeble amongst their tribes. Not one single person was sick. And it went on to say that the clothes that they wore did not wear out. And not only that, but it mentioned their shoes. And when the little kids, when their feet grew, their shoes grew with their feet. It was all connected to the blood. Now, what did you say all that for? That was if, if that was a shatter of Jesus blood. 
There was a shatter. Now, if the shatter of Jesus' blood, that's a type in a shatter. If a shatter of Jesus' blood can do all of that under old covenant, come on, somebody. What do you think about the real thing under a new and better covenant? Oh, come on, somebody. Now, that sounds good, but now I'm under pressure. Now, I'm going to have to prove this out now. It's easy to preach it and make you shout, hallelujah, glory to God. But when the pressure is, is, is applied, here, here, here I go. I got to prove what I just told you. And I got a witness in the house. Jerry Fox was right in the same room. What I'm about to tell you what I did. I got a little spot in my house. It got a little, little, it got a little piece of nice little old rug, you know, real yeah, nice and soft, little white, nice little spot where I, I kneeled down. And I got on my knees and I took the money. And, I, ra- and I, I raised it up towards heaven. And I said, Lord, I cover this money in the blood of Jesus. And I decree and declare that not one single dime will be stolen by the devil through high prices and inflation in Jesus name. I got a witness. I'm going to tell you what happened. The price dropped. (laughs) I want y'all to listen to me. The price dropped. <laughs> uh, I wish uh, uh, Timmy was here. He, he's the one. He assists me with the, with the prices. We booked the tickets, Pastor. They went back. I, OK, we booked the tickets. And I did something by the Holy Spirit. I know it wasn't me. I told Tim. Oh, hallelujah. You make me want to shout. After we booked the tickets, I said, Go back and check the prices again. He checked it again. It had went up to this place right here. It went wait, right back up. Listen to me. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Now, he wasn't through. I'm just telling you, the church hasn't picked up on it. We don't realize the significance of the power that's in the blood of Jesus. But I tell you what, the devil knows about the power of the blood of Jesus. He respects that blood to this day. Let me, I want you to show that next picture and, and pause it. I want to show you something. God ain't through yet. I want you to see something here. Go to the next one. Stop it right there. Stop it right there. This, this is one of those times, Pastor. This is one of those times when me and you get together. Yeah. When we go out and eat, we get together and we go to talking about stuff God did. This is one of those times me and you will be shouting, dancing, and jumping right now. <sighs> How many of you know that God is your source? Yeah. Now, I had preached at that church right there about several months before that picture was taken. That little boy, his name is Levi. Hallelujah to God. One of my best buddies right now. I want you to, I want to share with you how God used this boy. He saw the video 
that I showed when I preached at that church. And this little boy's heart melted. And he went home that night and he asked his mom and his dad, what we're going to do about those little babies <laughs> up in the mountains of Peru? Wow. What we're going to do about it, mama? What we're going to do about it? We, you saw the video. What we're going to do about those babies? They wouldn't listen to him that much. They didn't pay very much attention to him. You know what he did, Pastor? He went to his teacher in church. Hey, what we're going to do about those babies up there in the mountains of Peru that's dying? He and he went throughout the whole church. Nobody was listening to him at first. Two months went by. He's still saying it. Three months went by. Still saying it. Four months went by. He's still saying it. I don't know how long, but he went to the pastor and finally they decided to do something. They called me. They said what they said, man of God. They said, Pastor C, there's a little boy in our church. He's six years old. He won't stop talking about Peru. <laughs> Will you come and speak to our little kids? I said, I'll be glad to. And I went to we had I went to the little kids, little little kids little room back in the back there. While they were having the church in the big service, I was back there with the little kids. You know what I did? I showed another video. <laughs> 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 and uh, and, and uh, there was a little girl they called Hollis. Her name is Hollis. And she said, she, she asked me, she saw what the video said about how cold it gets. And she asked me a question that I couldn't answer. She said, how cold is 30 degrees below zero? I couldn't answer that question. But one of the teachers got an idea. She, she disappeared for about five minutes, come back in there with a bowl about this wide full of ice cube, ice cold water, put it down on the floor. She said, kids, I want you to take your shoes off. And I want you to put your foot in that water for about a few seconds. And, and, and then those kids start doing that and their kids, oh, it's cold. And they took a foot. But old Levi, he's going to leave. He's in there longer. He's going to show everybody he's tough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, they came up with an idea that we're going to come up with a competition. Who can raise the most money out of the girls or the boys? And uh, this little girl said to Levi, she said, she said, Levi, us girls are going to beat you. <laughs> Levi, and she put some money in that little bucket. And Levi come out with some money from somewhere. I don't know where it come from. And he said, no, you ain't near and put it in there. <laughs> it was on then, baby. It was on then. Now, I want you to show this little video uh, Well, the past. What happened with these kids? I want you all to see what happened at that church with these kids here. I, you can see this. It doesn't say exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think just because it sounds good. Amen. There were two kids that stepped over and beyond above the others. This was actually a mission that God placed in Levi's heart. So I want to ask him to come up here. Come on, Mr. Levi. You stand right there. Turn around and face everybody. He wouldn't leave me alone until I did something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 
just went over and beyond once he got started. And that's Miss Hollis. Yes. Woo! Yeah. Now I didn't know this in the beginning, but they had a little competition within the children's church to who would raise the most money. So you'll see part of the bank sale, of course, there were
this gentleman here um, is, is, is really is amazing testimony. He's, he's, uh, he was 20, I think he was 27, young pastor. I preached at his church. But the, the unique thing about him was we all, this is that same church we went to. The, the pastor asked, us, asked them why do they want to go on a trip. And interesting what he said. He said, I want to see a real God. What he meant by that is this. He said, he said, when I read about Jesus, all I see is miracles. He said he'd never witnessed in person a miracle. And he said he want to see undeniable miracles. He said, I want to He did. He was specific. He said, I want to see blind eyes open. I want to see what that's like. And he said, I want to see deaf ears come open. Well, it's un- undeniable. I mean, no doubt about it. This is a bona fide. This is a miracle. <coughs> well, God gave me a word for him. And uh, you're going to hear the word. And what I told him was that not only you're going to see undeniable miracles, but God is going to use you to perform some of those miracles. <laughs> and I told him in front of everybody, I said, now, when you go on this trip, I said, God is going to rock your world. <laughs> go ahead and show it. Most talked about is more miracles. We're receiving more uh, friendships. Our team will be like family. Hallelujah. We'll be connected for the rest of our lives. We'll see amazing things. We'll be talk- this will be talked about for years and years to come. Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that Mason. You're going to go out to the world. Amen. Back into your own mind. Mason. Thank you, Jesus. You just got to confirm that God would give me words to flow that I would pour into my team. One of the things I hear the Lord saying about you. You're not only going to see a real God, you're going to experience Him. You're going to experience that God working through you. That's right. Yeah. Participate. I'm just going to watch you. You're not just going to see miracles. God's going to perform miracles through you. Yes. That's right. It's the first miracle. God opened his ears. Right here, I took this picture just to let you see. This was the largest group we have ever we have been involved with. This is both combined, my team here, and the, I got another team over in Peru. They're very important. To, to the mission. Without them, there would be no mission. But, but this was the, just, I felt so humbled that, that God would begin to increase 
this ministry here. Go, go on, go to the next one. Right here, this woman was in the last stages of cancer, pause it for a second, and she was not only dying, but she was also possessed. As we were, we was ministering to her, the voice come out of her mouth to say, uh, you, you, you are disturbing me. And so the roof was, ceiling was covered with, fly, with flies. And I want you to see how God set her free. You can see the look on her face. Go ahead and go ahead and keep it going. It just was an amazing trip. Hey, look, look at that. Look at the look on her face now. It's so much better. She never set up like that before. It's just amazing. Pause it right here for a second. This woman here didn't even believe in God. She was an atheist, uh, and she, she, she was it. She was in the, the the group when we began to pray the prayer of salvation, and also we prayed for the sick. And she felt the power of God go through her body, and it, and we didn't know it that day, but the next day she came back and she told us what happened, and she said, "Your God is the true God," because He healed her, and she came. She was so blessed. And she came back. She wanted some more. She wanted to get prayed for some more the next day. <laughs> Actually, she was the principal of that, that school. Go ahead. Go to the next one. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. This is, stop it here for a second. Pause it here. Mason is about to pray for the sick. I want y'all to listen to this. This boy, Life is going to get going to be changed, and he's never going to be the same again after what you're about to see here. Go, go forward. Okay, stop right there for a second. Stop it there. For many years, I've seen this right here. Where these guys, they work so hard, it destroys their backs. And uh, but I've never seen what you're about to see. What happened to this guy right here? Okay, keep it going. All right. Look what's about to happen. Look at that. Completely set him free. Completely set him free. Amen. Stop it here. Pause it. What you're about to see here <laughs> is so amazing. I always, I, I want to pause it for a second because it always blesses me when I see this happen to my team. What you're about to see about to happen to Matt Davis. It's like it's like it's like God took an invisible bucket of, of compassion and just throwed it on him. And it just hit him all of a sudden. I mean, watch, watch how he responds here as he Glory adios. Okay, real real quick. For the team. Oh, I'm tripping. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Glory. I'm tripping. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Just wait. 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 She says she sends pain from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Even sitting in the sun here in this field today, she says she felt so terrible. 
so much pain she didn't even want to be here. And she said that she confessed the prayer of salvation to make Jesus her Lord. The pain began to leave her body. And she began to be healed and she confessed the Lord. And she said as the prayer of healing went forth, that any remaining pain completely left her body. And she's totally free. This is Mason. He, look at her. She's she, God. God healed this little girl through this prayer. He's still praying. Uh, this guy's will never be the same again. <laughs> he, he's ruined for life now. <laughs> Pause it here for a second. Uh, when we rolled up in here, uh, for some reason nobody was there but those three kids. And the most easiest thing for me to do is just keep moving on. But, but the Lord arrested my, my heart for these three kids. And he said their, their eternal destiny is valuable to God. So we stopped there and began to minister to him. And it became the highlight of the trip for many of the team members. People came from everywhere <laughs> when we started praying for these kids. Go ahead. Keep it going. It's getting close to the end now. Churches, all the pastors, all the business people, everybody that was involved in making this possible. Look how happy they are. They have shoes that didn't have before. Glory be to God. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of what's going So we want you to look this way and said, thank you, Levi, and, and World, World Victory Church. Wave your hand Listen, listen. Oh. Let me let me translate. They just said thank you, Levi, for our shoes. Oh. Oh, bless That's my crew right there. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and give God some glory. I want to I wanna say something real quick before I sit down. Uh, two things. At the end of the trip, I want y'all to listen to me. At the end of the trip, uh, I, I have to say that this was the, the easiest most successful, less stressful, most productive, most prosperous trip that we have ever been 
in our entire ministry. And so uh, we help fast. We, so I want to encourage you to hold fast to the confession of your faith. Pastor spoke a word over, over us today that some things were dropping off of you, and you need to hold fast to that, no matter what it looks like, uh, no matter what it feels like. Don't let the enemy steal your confession of faith. Uh, last thing is this. Um, I specifically mentioned Levi and their church for a reason. I don't normally call out a church name like that. But the reason I did it, I want to inspire that six-year-old boy. See, I want y'all to understand that it's not that I look over anyone. Man, y'all been helping us for years, and we appreciate that. But this is different. This is something that's never happened before. A six-year-old boy was moved by the Spirit of God to spark a fire in his church that, that is still burning right now. Pastor, he, he, he came to me not long ago, and he said to me, he's my best buddy now, he said, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who got a hold to that? His pastor. Yeah. And next, they said next week, they're going to present a check to me, and he's already assured to me, it's going to be larger than the one last year. <laughs> and you know who sparked that fire? God used a six-year-old boy named Levi. And that's the reason we call his name, uh, because we want to encourage that little kid and what he's, the heart that he has for God. At this time, put your hands together for the pastor as he comes. <clears throat> um, we're going to give you an opportunity to, to, to give into this uh, mission that uh, be an offering envelope. Gentlemen, if, you'll, uh, if you're making out a check, uh, make it to uh, Grace Life Church or GLC. If you want to give online, you can uh, go out to the, or if you want to give on the square, you can uh, uh, put something on a credit card if you want to. If you don't know what to give, leave me your credit card. I'll be led by the Spirit of God for you. Uh, I, I know many many have to go, but but uh, ten minutes into your service, I, I heard what the Spirit of the Lord said. When, when we sang that song, suddenly something happened to me, and I heard there's some people in here that have some situations. And before I, uh, before I saw you right here with that bag right there and that miracle, I, uh, the Lord said, if the people will come today. And if you'll pray for them, it may, it may just be one person. But, but you're in a situation that needs to change. And I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever heard, I don't know if I've ever said this, and, I, and I've been doing this a minute. And he said, the devil is disrespecting them. Mm. I've never had him tell me that way. Mm. And he says, and I, and I want it stopped today. That's, I, if you could tell, I was having a hard time turning the service over because I felt I felt the weight of that of that song. Suddenly, he wanted it stopped right now. And, uh, uh, and and it's not because we have a man here that gets miracles, but he does. Uh, we, it's not because he he he's a compassionate man because he is. It's not because the anointing is any any different than it would be any other day of the week. It's just uh, 
this is the way he wants to do it. You may not know me. You may not know him. Uh, you know, the woman with issue of blood he was talking about and Jairus had never met Jesus either. And you may feel like it's too far gone. Sometimes that's what it feels like when you feel hopeless like a gut punch and there's no way out. Well, that's what he was talking about. J J Jairus is waiting to get Jesus come to his house. He said, if you'll come to my house, you'll live. Well, he, he didn't know that she would die, but what did he say? If you'll come to my house, you'll live. So she died. Somehow in the mind of God, that ain't too late. <laughs> so if, if, if you feel like your situation is like Lazarus, by this time it stinketh. <laughs> I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask my friend here, my, my good friend, to pray. And, and, the, and the Holy Ghost told me, he said, it's going to stop today. And the devil's going devil's to quit disrespecting you and your family. Amen. We're, we're going to receive an offering and then we're going to let you go. I'm going to ask him to play. That song suddenly, as he ministers, if if that's you, uh, I'm gonna have him pray for me. So, uh, Amen. I, I'm gonna get in on this. So, if you need to go, you take off. Uh, let's go ahead and receive the offering. Have you already got the envelope? We we, we want to be good senders. Amen. So we bless this offering right now to, that it, it will affect and change people's lives in, in Peru um, for eternity. You know how it works when you get to heaven. The Lord's going to show your life and all the things that you've done. I mean, for the Christian, the, it's called the reward seat. It's called the Bema seat. You're going to be rewarded, not chastised. And the things that, that you did with the right motive and the right heart, you're going to be eternally, I mean, that's what I always try to make this. Sometimes when we do something, we get a bonus at work or something like that. That ain't how heaven works. You're going to be eternally rewarded for something you did one time. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, I, I don't know what it would be like to live somewhere. It's kind of weird. And you think summer is hot here in Alabama. It is. Can you imagine it's winter in Peru? In just a few more weeks. Wow. I've never been anywhere 20, 30 below zero. Much less don't even own a pair of shoes my whole life. Wow. Another time we talked about it, the first time you, we, you started taking shoes. Yeah. And I said, I wish I could be there to, yeah. to see their faces the yeah. first time you put shoes on because yeah. they, they never had a shoes on their exactly. feet. And you had to put them on and lace yeah. them up. Yes, and some of them was 12, 13 years old. Yes. And they, they yeah. were looking down. Yeah. And they, they were like, I've heard of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and I'm thousands of feet up in there, and they're, they're looking down, they're looking at you, they look at the shoes, they're looking up in heaven, they're looking, and, and, and then they start taking a step for the first time with shoes on. Yeah. yeah. And you can see those little kids, and some of them just started dancing around. Yeah. Some of the shoes you took had those lights in them. Remember yeah, that? I remember that. I bet that would look funny about 12,000 foot in there, a bunch of kids out there dancing around yeah. with a bunch of light. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did we receive the offering? All right, we're going we're gonna to play that song suddenly. And, and, and would you pray for anyone? Absolutely. I, uh, this is what's going to happen today. That's what he's. I, I've never had the Holy Ghost tell me that way. He said, "I want it stopped, and I want to stop today." He said, "He said the enemy is disrespecting them, and I want it stopped today." Glory to God. So your situation is about to turn around today. Yeah. Today. Huh? I, I, I mean, you know where you are, your situation. Right now, we're going to think above it. Amen. We're going to leave that place, and we're going to think above it. Exceedingly, but and, and some things that's going to open up, some favors going to open up, 
in some some of that where it said it's a one-way street and that one way looks like it's going to hell uh-uh, it's going to turn around Amen. it's going to turn around and the enemy is going to quit disrespecting you you're not cutting you're not coming in this church and leaving the same way that Amen. you came Amen. i refuse that you come into this church give your life and heart to god and you believe the same way you came that's not going to happen here Glory to god. amen so go ahead and play that song if you will if you'll come let this man of God Amen. pray for you. Amen. And, and, and we, we just rejoice it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and come on.